You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. In my old job, um, in, in, we had a little room back there, or the creative department was, and we were all in our own little space. That's right, yeah, after party. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> then you <laughs> take it to your room. And, um, but um, I would play like little sound bites, like sound drops, like uh-huh. a, like, a, like a radio station. And that and was it? I had a Jeff Goldblum soundboard <laughs> website. It was my homepage every time I, I booted up my computer, <laughs> and uh, so I am very familiar with that sound bite. Jeff Audio Bloom. The yeah, audio, the audio. Fantastic. I'm trying to think what you would call something like that. Um, wow. All right. Well, how do I segue from this into? <sighs> just, you just get on it and ride. So our first original uh, episode, I guess, if you don't, if you don't consider the awards an original episode, mm-hmm. uh, our first original episode of 2015. Yes. And we still haven't made our way out of the holiday season. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've decided to kind of to go back because you know we ended the year with like our favorite things. Yeah. And then we went straight into an award show. And uh, and I think we still owe our fine listeners some classic editing bay action with a little bit of a holiday flair. Didn't get enough of the holidays, huh? No, and I don't think our listeners did either because this one well, came highly recommended. Debatable. Like, people wanted to hear this this episode. Uh, many requests for the long-awaited sequel. It is to the Schwarzenegger Sinbad classic that we talked about last year. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. This is Jingle All the Way too. Mm-hmm. And it has. Absolutely <laughs> no. nothing to do with the original movie. Yes. Well, except for the fact that there's a sought-after Christmas toy. there's no carryover. There's no characters are no, the same. not at all. They, it's, it, none of the, the director isn't the same person. Mm-hmm. The writer isn't even the same. It's, I mean, the only thing that you get is, in the, is the title, mm-hmm. and in the credits, it's based on Jingle All the Way and the original screenwriter. Of that. Like, that's it. Yeah. There's, you could have called this movie, you know, Redneck Christmas. And, and and that would have been fun. It would describe the movie more, but then nobody would really see it because then what it, does it have going for it? It's right. got Larry the Cable Guy going for it. It yeah, that's that's it. He's he's got an audience. He's got pull, I guess. But why? Why does he have pull? Like <laughs> I don't know. You, you sit there and you see like how how talented this guy is, mm. and then you think, wow, and this guy's got his name attached to like one of Pixar's most famous Dude, franchises. He's got a fucking empire. Yeah, yeah. Every, This guy sells out stadiums. He's huge. Uh huh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's pretty gigantic. <laughs> Literally and And there's no mystery as to why when you're watching this movie, he is ever shoveling <laughs> some kind of like sweet food or treats into his mouth. And you know what? Early on, I thought they were going like an Osmosis Jones route because there's at some point he's eating something and the daughter's like chiding him. And I was like, oh, it's like Osmosis Jones. Oh, yeah, where he's like, you want a cheese doodle? And he's like, for breakfast? Mm -hmm. No, not for breakfast. And like, like the dude is constantly eating to the point where, like you're saying, you would think that this would play into the plot somehow. Yep. And it doesn't. Nope, he's just a fat It just kind of, it makes me think of the stories that you hear about Brad Pitt on the Oceans movies, where he's always eating something because he was always hungry, so he just worked because in him eating. he's always eating. stoned. <laughs> he just, yeah, exactly. So he would always work in him eating something in every shot in that movie. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, next time you watch it, he's constantly eating in that in those movies. And that's why, that he was just like always hungry, oh. so he insisted like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just eat in this. Like, that's... There's a difference, though, when Brad Pitt's doing it, like, in shape, good-looking <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt, 
you know, depending on your your preferences. I mean, as oh, an yeah. objective guy, I've got to say, like, dude's a good looking guy. Absolutely. Um, is it Adonis? But then you look at Larry the Cable Guy, Mm-mm. and like the dude's eating in every scene, and you're disgusted. You are like, I know. At, at least I was. I couldn't help but notice it, and I was just visibly disgusted. With watching this man throughout this film. You must have seen this in high definition then, Joe. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yay. Yes. All right. Because I noticed w- when you rented it, oh, hey, yeah, this is a milestone for me. Uh, this is the first Editing Bay movie that, that I actually paid for. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because there's no other way to get it. Yeah. This well, is... I wish you would have told me because I had uh, it. What? I've got it. I had it. How? Yeah. I got it from Jasinski from formerly of Ape. Like on disc? He no, not, not on disc. A file. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow, the tables have turned. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think there was any way to, to rip it. Cause I wish you'd have said something because I'd have gotten, I'd have been able to get you a copy of it. Eh, oh, well. I, I've had a copy of it for like the past three weeks. It's okay. Wow. I'm, I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> let it go. It's karma coming back Let to me. it go. It's worth it for me me stealing the, the last year's movies. doesn't bother me anyway. <laughs> uh, Joel, yes, give us a little, a little rundown of this movie. Uh, this is the editing bait, by the way. I don't know that we ever did the intro. It doesn't the, matter. Doesn't People matter. know. They, they've actually gone to oh. our channel and they've downloaded us, you know what? so they That's should know. That's a good know. point. Wow. I like this. Is this a new thing for 2015? No, it's just something for now. Let's not fucking obsess over oh, it. All right. Well, I, 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 <laughs> Jeff's I like the part where you say all the stuff and then I say my name. You know what? No, no, no. It's too late. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Oh, okay, I'm Joel. <laughs> I tried to hold out, but I wanted you did. to. You tried, and you just couldn't. You were turning red. Uh, and this is where we come to talk about movies. A lot of times they're bad movies. In fact, this case, it's a horrible movie yes. that we're going to be talking about. And uh, and we bring this discussion to you, our faithful listeners, mm-hmm. uh, so that way you can kind of get a you can throw your two cents back at us at the end of the at the end of the program. Mm-hmm. So, Not too hard though, Joel. Uh, yes. Give us a summary of this movie. Uh, well, it's apropos, Joe, that your ooh apropos, Joe. Hey, that's a great like nickname. That's, that's gonna be my. That's gonna be my. When I'm a truck driver, name. when I'm a truck driver, mm. that's gonna be my handle, I'm, as they say. <laughs> I'm gonna ride around with a monkey. And you gotta have like a catchphrase where something rhymes. It, that's it, that's, that's it. all I know. That's it. I'm apropos, Joe. <laughs> apropos to uh, the WWE that you're streaming on your phone right now. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Um, Spoiler alert. Because that's gonna come into play later. <laughs> no, I, did you have any idea that this was a, a WWE film yeah, movie? I, okay. When I first read the article when they announced that this movie was coming out uh, when I read through it and I said like WWE Films is going to be releasing Jingle All the Way too. that's when I was like okay oh. so this is going to be bad that's what pushed you over the edge yeah swayed yeah. you towards watching no it? it didn't sway me towards watching it because this was something like I said several of our, of our listeners wanted us to talk about this oh yeah well especially after 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 last year and and a lot of people like the original I guess the the original Jingle I don't understand why well that's why um Okay, no, I'm going to let you summarize the film, and I'm going <laughs> to okay, yeah, ask that yeah. question we'll in a bit. It. So, um, aside from the similarities that we pointed out earlier, being that there, there's a highly sought-after Christmas toy, but really that plot doesn't come in until about halfway through the movie. But we've got uh, Larry the Cable Guy. He is a, a, a newly divorced, I guess we can, well, maybe not newly. Uh, we don't know how newly. much time has passed. <laughs> because uh, he's got a daughter from a previous marriage, uh-huh. uh, and his ex-wife has uh, just come back from her honeymoon. Yeah, and so we open up, and uh, he's he's with his daughter, and they're enjoying some some blue collar ice fishing, um, and basically uh, the movie is kind of a struggle between later the cable guy, the 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 ex or the actual father, uh-huh. uh, and the new stepfather, and uh, they're Victor. both Victor Victor. They're both trying to uh, basically buy uh, his daughter's love, uh, and it becomes a little contest, uh-huh. and. Um, Suffice to say, things get a, a, a little heated. Things go overboard. Yeah. Uh, some new barriers are broken. Uh, some laws 
potentially broken. Uh, uh, and absolutely some hearts, broken. Hearts broken. And as hearts well, broken. Mm-hmm. But you know what isn't broken? Hmm. The Christmas spirit. I was just going to say, <laughs> it's all mended <laughs> by the baby Jesus. Um, okay, so... We've seen this story done a million times. Sure, the you know the 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 stepdad and almost like in Liar Liar, which is funny. Mm. The fact that that has that stepdad and the real in in the the actual dad uh, kind of rivalry thing because this movie was what I think it was written by the same guy who wrote Liar oh, really? Liar. He's got he's got one. Uh, that's his that's his storyline. That's, that that's, that's his through, Shyamalan. Huh? That's his twist. <laughs> is that oh, but it's about two fathers that are trying to share the love of a daughter. Uh, yeah, no, the... Um, I like Liar Liar. Liar no, Liar Liar is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that comes down to the directing. Uh, and Well, and you have a bigger star. Yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey's never done anything straight to video. No, this is... I'm trying to think. No, he, right? he absolutely so. has... No, he's no. way too big. Yeah, we should mention, this didn't have a theatrical release. No. I don't know if it was ever intended to. I don't think so. It feels like a made-for-TV I don't think so. WWE Films is almost like... It, it feels like they're a... Uh, like a money laundering film production company <laughs> because none of their movies are very good. This is like Argo yeah, come to life. Exactly. The, uh, none of their movies are very good, but you could tell like what they're doing is they're getting like they're getting kickbacks because uh-huh. like a lot of their movies that they filmed before this one, I don't know where this one was filmed entirely, but a lot of their movies up until this point have been filmed in Louisiana. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Canada. No, 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 in Louisiana. And I think what they were doing is they're getting kickbacks from mm-hmm. filming in Louisiana and stuff. Um it's very smart. Uh, but but the, the quality of these movies is really bad. And it, the thing is, every one of the WWE films that I've watched have had like stories. At least the stories are pretty solid. Like you could make a good movie out of the plot that you have to work with. But the execution is shit. Yeah. Uh, what are some examples? Because I just know this. And there was I guess a right uh, into Rumble. Right. There Wasn't was that? a. Uh, there's a movie called uh, Twelve Rounds. Okay. Uh, that nope. that starred John Cena, and then there's Twelve Rounds Two, starring Randy Orton. And the story to that one is like this dude and his girlfriend are just kind of out on the side of a street, you know, after after a date or whatever, and there's a car accident. Uh-oh. And so he runs over and he saves, you know, he takes one person out of the car who happens to be the drunk driver uh, who caused the accident, takes him out of the car first. Then he goes over to the other car and gets the woman out and starts to try to kind of perform CPR, but it's too late <gasps> at that point no. and she dies. He saved the wrong person. He saved the wrong person. And then you find out like it's like 10 years later. The boyfriend of the girl that died puts him like basically puts him in this like uh, Die Hard Three kind of scenario oh, no. where he punishes everybody who had anything to do with his girlfriend dying wow, and kind of puts them through the and the thing is like on paper that's a really cool premise that's not bad I like that yeah that could, that could be like a really dark uh, like the game kind of like yes. the, that Michael Douglas movie the game yeah. but unfortunately you don't have David Fincher directing this <laughs> no. movie so it's not done quite as well mm. uh, you know the execution of it was kind of crap but. Like, like I said, on paper, really cool concept. So that's what you're getting from WWE films. Then I watched this. And this <laughs> movie, uh, and I know I've said this a few times now about films where it's just, I couldn't have been more straight-faced throughout the entire film. Yeah. And it's and especially when they've tried to, they try to throw some kind of a punchline or some kind of a pratfall in there. And I just sat there watching, just blank you know, this was my opportunity to give Larry the Cable Guy a, a bit of a chance because I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in. Really, just the, the Cars movies really are, yeah. are, are the extent Well, I of, think that's of, pretty much his film career. The Cars movies, then he did some movie called Witless Protection with Jenny McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So a lot of straight-to-DVD stuff. But that one of, hit the theater. Oh, did it that really? That one had a theatrical release. <laughs> a lot of TV, though. And, and you can't have a, a following without having something. You know, right. can't have a, a, the following that he has. 
Um, and so I guess it's obviously plays to the blue collar crowd. Um, oh, and, absolutely. And his stand up is f- mm. no. Okay, I don't. I don't <laughs> I like it. It doesn't it. appeal to me. And you know, it's it's that's that's the thing. And that was my problem with this movie. Mm-hmm. And you just said the blue collar crowd. This movie is pandering to a blue collar audience. Um, but to me, there's a difference between a blue collar working man and morons. Yeah, yeah I and know. Like, it's it felt like. This movie was just like trying so hard to appeal to like the moronic nature. It almost that it didn't it didn't believe that they were playing that Larry the Cable Guy is actually a stereotype. It played like they believe that there are people out there that are going to identify with this yeah, character. Like he's the everyman. Right. Yeah. And he's not. No. In fact, for about half this movie, I would contend that Larry the Cable Guy is the villain of this movie. I was just going to say he's the antagonist, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh... When we first meet, uh, we, we first meet Noel is his daughter's yeah. name. Oh, and we cute. first meet her mom, Trish, and her stepdad, Victor. Like, I sat there and I sympathized for the Victor character. Me too. For probably a good 20 minutes or so. I was. Uh, what are my notes? Victor's a city guy, clean cut, and hates outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. What a fuckstick. <laughs> I know. Like, well, and, and, and they really play up the whole that he's the rich. He has a ton of money. And so this movie just feeds into the yes. 99% uh, type of what's going on in the wrestling. Ma- no, yeah. uh, my note. Man, <laughs> Victor is such a shit heel for being successful. I know. How dare he? And that's like that's the way that we're, you're treating this character yeah. through our sympathetic protagonist's eyes. Like, you know, he's sitting in the house and Larry the Cable Guy grabs his little, like, little just mini uh, present box or whatever off the mantle. Mm-hmm. And the Victor guy's like, oh, yeah, hey. we made that for all of our employees. It was just a little gift yeah. that we gave everybody. You could take one. It's something that you just... And he's like, what is it? It's so small. It's like <laughs> Ernest. It's like fat diabetic Ernest in this movie. That's pretty good. Uh, so he's like, "What is it? It's so small. Where are you fitting this thing?" He's like, "No, it's just a decoration. You just put it on your desk." Yeah. And like Larry the Cable Guy's yeah. totally giving off these like facial like, "What a root! What an asshole!" Yeah. I don't have a desk. I, I don't have a desk. Well, then, sorry, this is you know, a, yeah. Put it on your fucking counter, asshole. He even kind of does that when uh, there's the very first scene when when Larry the Cable Guy and his and his daughter are ice fishing, uh-huh. and she's setting up the exposition about where mommy is and uh, why did you and mommy separate? And you're like, well, your mother just had ambitions and she wanted to work and had you know <laughs> right. it's like he, he's he's kind of villainizing her for wanting something for more wanting from to her be life, wanting more not just for her life but for her daughters, her daughters, and and obviously Larry the Cable Guy is holding her back because uh-huh. now she's with this guy and successful and this. Big house and mansion and uh, okay, it's not all about material things, but, but still, they they never. This movie doesn't even try to draw the connection between the things he has and how he got them and why. It's just like he's a bad guy because he has everything. Well, what this movie failed to do at all is set up the history of Larry and his ex-wife Trish. Yeah, she seems to have it together. How how do you imagine yeah, right? this woman? This is like the, fell for this idiot. Like, what, the, this, what's the Kevin James TV show with oh, Leah King of Remini? Queens? King yeah. of Queens. They always do that thing where the the ex wife or the current wife is a little too hot for. And I understand yeah. it's this is a visual medium. Uh, but you want to have some good looking people. Here's on your the deal set. with King of Queens, though. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this: Kevin James, you know, fat slob. <laughs> Leah Remini, a really a really hot chick. Uh, but she's also attainable. You know, she, well, attainable, but you could tell through the character, through the character that she was mm. playing, 
she's flawed in her own way. Yeah. You know, okay. it's like, you know, obviously she wasn't exactly, to, from a very shallow perspective, she wasn't a prize. Yeah, not a beauty so, queen. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also just attitude. Like, oh my God, it takes some endurance to Debutante. live with a woman like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I equate it to like my older sister or something. You know, <laughs> I love my older sister, but I could see through Jasinski's eyes. Like sometimes, man, it is an endurance <laughs> test. Uh, and that's kind of how I see the Leah Remini character and like those two, the way that it's written. I'm not going to say that it's Shakespeare. King of Queens is no, definitely not Shakespeare. But they have good but chemistry. It, they have good chemistry and it was decently written. Yeah. Whereas this was not. You she, don't understand why, what this woman well, saw in Larry and how did she, if, how did, how could a woman who fell in love with and started a family with Larry the Cable Guy, yeah. how did she elevate exactly. to this Victor guy? Yeah. Uh, she's a bit of a blank slate of this entire movie though. She's yeah. kind of a zero in the, uh, I, I can't remember the actress's name. You wouldn't recognize her. I'm pretty sure she's Canadian. I think this was shot. This feels Canadian. It feels very Canadian. This movie. You don't yep. recognize any of the extras. Everything feels very low budget. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it could have been shot You Louisiana. see the same, like, eight people in the background yeah. throughout the entire <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, I know exactly. There's one news reporter in this entire town, apparently. Who's also the villain of this movie? He's kind of he's, a fucking rabble-rouser, yeah, right? total rabble-rouser. Yeah, like, well, again, playing towards the blue-collar crowd, the, the liberal media. The liberal media is going to start all this shit. Although, I guess the media was kind of on their side this time around. Yeah. We'll gloss over that. But yeah, uh, the, the mother is kind of a zero in the personality department. Uh-huh. Like You can't really get a... She's there to serve the, the role. Um, yes. She's kind of the, the in-between... Uh-huh. Uh, for a little Olivia, uh, Noel, 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 because it's a Christmas movie. Her name's Noel, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't get a feel for her character. Or every time, like Larry the Cable Guy would say something kind of embarrassing, and you know, her and Victor would give each other a little eye roll, like you know, Larry. But more often than not, and I don't know if you notice this, more often than not, when Larry the Cable Guy would say something uncouth or, or ridiculous, like Victor would give an eye roll, and like Trish would be like, hey. What's your problem, Victor? Like, why? Why? You, oh, there yeah, were there were moments like that where it was like yeah. it. It almost felt like even right off the bat when Larry was dropping off Noel the first time, it felt like it was Trish and Larry versus Victor. So again, I'm sitting there sympathizing for this character. Yeah, it isn't until like probably, I I think we're probably like three quarters of the way through the movie. Where we've already learned, like that, you know, there's the 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 bear, and that's what Larry the Cable Guy thinks that his daughter wants. Mm-hmm. And Victor's got one of his guys following Larry the Cable Guy around to try to figure out what it is Noel wants for Christmas. And then when he thinks he figures it out, has this dude buy up all the stock of it, <laughs> you know, that which is moronic. This is a ridiculous plot point, Joe. Uh, so yeah, in in the first jingle all the way is a perfectly plausible uh, scenario in do, which. Do you know how much it hurts to <laughs> for me to say for? for it hurts so much to to just even to be even on the same page with you <laughs> on the thought of well the thing the first jingle all the way got right I know. was it, it, it's really like <laughs> uh, Godfather two versus three we've <laughs> yes. elevated the first one yeah um, actually quick aside uh, first one versus second one Godfather no 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 <laughs> jingle all the way which well that was a like? question I was going to ask you at by the which, when which we got Godfather to the end. do I like no 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 I was going to ask you jingle all the oh. way that was actually I've got that written down you want to save you know, it for the gonna, end yeah I think we should save okay. it for the end okay all right yeah because um, I don't remember a lot about but, that first one even but, though that was but, a, no, just you, a year ago yeah uh, it wasn't that long ago dude <laughs> the bong resin but yeah so <laughs> the scenario they thank you uh, scenario they set up in the first movie is uh, they're you know highly sought after toy. 
uh, and, it's, and it's already sold out because it's like days before Christmas. Uh-huh. Of course, Schwarzenegger at the time has no idea what this toy is. I'll, well, I'll just run out to the store and, and pick one up. Even in that one, we had kind of the negligent father. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. Was, because, and that was a theme we were going through with like that and Jack Frost was like, negligent um, is very subjective. You know, the the only thing he's really guilty of is he was focused on his career so he could make a good life right. for his family. Yeah. Uh, and, and and thus villainized. Again, <laughs> Meanwhile, 99%. Larry the Cable Guy was negligent to the point where he didn't take care he to buy presents. drove his family away. But then also lived a shit fucking lifestyle yeah. in a shitty fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, this was someone who never tried to better himself in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, and it's no and surprise. Then, and then gets, you know... Uh, put on like the shoulders as like a hero, right? Of like, but he did it all for his daughter, so he could like hang out with her more. Uh, no, dude, you get rid of the part-time job that you're working because he's like glorifying that. Oh, I, I work a part-time yeah. job. No, dude, you yeah. get a fucking full-time job. Yeah. You you support your family because I don't know how he's like. I'm able to pay my rent. I don't owe anyone a dime, I and I'm able trailer. to still I'm able to still pay my daughter's child support. You know, on a part-time job. I don't think so. No. We never see him work at all in this movie, <laughs> no. by the way. Well, it's alluded to that like he drives trucks, right? He's a, he's a Where? part-time truck driver. Where? Oh, there's a conversation at the very beginning between him and Victor when they're in the foyer before he gives him the little present. Is that, that really? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I totally it's missed throwaway. that. I don't blame you for it. Doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the rest of the, the, the plot. Yeah. Um, Where's it going? Oh, yeah. Oh, so in the first one, you know, the, the, the toy is naturally... Out of stock because uh-huh. of supply and demand. Yeah, and in this one, it's organic the way that they did you. it. Yeah, uh, in this one, highly sought after toy. Same thing. Everyone's you know they're doing to the point where they're doing newscasts about it. Oh, this uh-huh. is the toy, the one that everybody wants, kids. Um, and yet they're getting daily. Sh- There's hundreds of these things all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's totally available. Yeah. Uh, another thing that this <laughs> movie ignores is a little thing called the internet. Yeah, like it's so small. They we, they don't ignore it though. The the waitress Maggie asks him about that at one point. She's like, "Oh yeah, have you tried online?" He's like, "Won't get it till the 26th. That's true, but that was one of those like checkbox. Yeah, exactly. We have to we have to explain that plot point away. Uh-huh. Um, how many days before Christmas is it? Like, I feel like at at this point it was probably like three days before Christmas. Okay, maybe I get it, but still. So the idea is that now that um, yes, all, they're getting daily shipments of of the new. Of, uh, what we should say, what it is? It's like a little teddy bear. Yeah, Harrison. It's like a, it's Harrison like a teddy the, Ruxpin. Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those talking. It's a cross between Teddy Ruxpin and a Furby because yes. Furbies would learn language mm-hmm. as you Supposedly. as you own them and kept using them. Did you ever it, have would, one of those? it would learn the words. Yeah, I did, I and it scared the shit out th- of me. They're once. fucking creepy. I don't know that it was ever successful in learning new words. Yeah. Uh, what it was successful was is, uh, is fucking your shit up at two a.m. and uh-huh. just randomly come on and oh, yeah. start talking when to I'm you playing and fucking speaking Xbox. in tongues. Yeah, I'm playing Xbox, and when it runs out of battery power, Xbox off. so it's like it's talking slowly. Oh god! So it's like demonic. <laughs> what the fuck, it's man? The things nightmares are made of. Yeah, it's like a gremlin crossed with a bird. Truth, uh, but that's kind of what this toy is. It's, it's it's a cross between Teddy Ruxpin and a right. Furby, where it learns or whatever. But there's nothing like. There's, they don't build a world up around it like what they did in the first Jingle All the Way. That like this was a huge brand, yeah, you know, and and they built the world of this brand around it. That it had like cartoon shows and it had this. Mm-hmm. This was just like it's a hot toy, and it felt so shoehorned in. Yeah, uh, for being the main like driving point of this movie, it was so shoehorned in. Well, and to the point where I didn't know if this movie was going to carry on that same plot point that the that the first movie did that scenario because we're like. 
30 minutes in before that is even introduced. Uh-huh. I like the way it's introduced, too. Larry the Cable Guy and his buddy Claude uh-huh. are in a diner. They're just hanging out two eating. Two grown men having lunch, and then a TV in the corner, there's a news story on about this. About a toy. A girl's doll. And his buddy goes, hey, check <laughs> this out. Well, both these guys like stop <laughs> what they're doing and are uh, entranced by a, a story about a, a, a girl's toy, basically. Right. And got Claude's like, oh, man. <laughs> Claude, played by WWE superstar okay. Santino Morello. So you knew who that was then, yeah, huh? Yeah. Okay, because uh, I didn't know who that guy was. He doesn't look like a wrestler. Yeah, he, like he a, is. He's, he's one oh, of the smaller oh, yeah. the Well, smaller I had to divisions. Google him afterwards because I was like, who is this guy? Why is he? They should have, he, because he's basically uh, Larry the Cable Guy's sidekick, right? Uh-huh. And so when I saw that he was kind of paired up with him and that he wasn't a very good actor, yeah. I was like, this is what you do with this. When you have somebody who, like Larry the Cable Guy who, he's not that great. No. In fact, he's 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 totally wrong. Like all of his um, Everything. his expressions are, Everything's are wrong. way over the top. Everything's wrong. No one's telling him to kind of you know uh-huh. bring it, internalize a little bit. Um, you need a smarter character. Yeah, you, you need, need a to better... pair him up with a smarter character. Exactly. And so I was like, why didn't they hire a good actor? It's the Lu- the the Bud Abbott and Luke Costello thing. Yeah. If you're gonna have one that's kind of a moron, you exactly. gotta have another one to balance him out. Yeah. And you didn't. You had no. Two that idiots. guy was worse. You yeah, had but... two idiots in this. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him like a well. well we'll get to my recasting. Gotcha. Later. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so the the. The, the conflict that happens in the second act as Larry the Cable Guys is searching for this, what is it called? Harrison. Harrison yeah. doll. Yeah, Harrison doll. Which is, I, I was wondering why they were naming the doll. Like, that doesn't seem like a doll's name, like a teddy bear. Harrison the teddy bear? No. No, the only reason it was mm-hmm. named Harrison was it was basically reverse engineered yep. from the letter. How can we write that letter to make it look like it's someone's name? Because Noel, one of the plot points, Noel, the little girl, is written to Santa, um... She got a letter and, and you know, in, because what is she? She's like four or five years old. She's eight. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I, I, I'm I can't pretty age sure children. at one point. You're right, because she's walking and she's, talking. She's eight years old. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so she's written a letter to Santa that uh, Larry the Cable Guy uh, confiscates, uh, and he's trying to read it. And, of course, it's written like a ransom letter, you know. Or like, yeah, it's written like how an eight-year-old would write a letter. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it turns out in the end that's – I don't want to spoil it now. Why? Why? <laughs> you don't want to spoil this movie? That in, in the letter, it's, it looks like she says, the only thing that I want for Christmas is for – is uh, yeah. God, I can't remember Me exactly neither. how it was it read. But the last sentence, uh huh. He, he interprets as Harrison. Uh, my wish for my family is for their – for there to be a Harris, there is one, you know, something like there is, there is one. And right. it's, he thinks it says Harrison. And so that's what he tries to get. And mm-hmm. you find out that like, she just wanted her family to be as one. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Uh, together as one. That's what it was. Yeah. And, uh, and so they, he, re, he misread it and, you know, I, I feel like the the worst thing you tried to do in this movie well there's a lot of bad things mm-hmm. but one of the worst things that you could try to do in this movie is not make the hunt for the toy actually relevant yeah to, to completely defeat the purpose of hunting down that toy and getting the toy uh you know that was god damn it again going trying to comparing this to the first one and this making the first one look really good it does and having to go like well this is what the first one did right was the fact that it was that toy and there was that pressure that like but that's what i want you know this this cheesy heartfelt i just want my family to be as one mm-hmm. that's something we could have also like we could have learned 
later, like along the way, like kind of like at the end of the first one where Jamie gives his his Ultraman toy or whatever it was, Uh Turbo Man, gives that doll to Sinbad's son Mm -hmm. instead and is like, here you go, you can have this. You know, it. It's a growth. Everybody grows because of that, as horrible as it was in the first one. But everybody grows and learns something from it. And that's what could have happened here. And I know that's, you know, a little hypocritical that, you know, because if they had done that, I'd have been like, well, they did that in the first movie. So why didn't they just try to do something different? (laughs) At least it would have been the one thing that this movie reflects from the first movie. But I mean, and exactly. If you're going to name your movie Jingle All the Way, if you're going to take the title from that first movie, that is a theme you need to stick to. Such a cash grab. I just feel dirty. Like, Having paid my four dollars, actually it was five because I watched the HD version. God, that is you know ridiculous. I mean? Yeah, that's horrible. Um, and speaking of bad actors, mm-hmm. how about the woman who played the waitress? Yeah, I, she, and it's I like was, she jumped right off the set of a, a dandruff shampoo commercial. She's from Alice. She's uh, the, yeah. the waitress from Alice in like the 1970s. Well, her first appearance when they're sitting there and they're watching TV or whatever, and she just comes over to the to the booth and she's like, "All right, well, what do you want? I know what you need." And like <laughs> she she looks like the wacky friend. I don't know if you've ever seen the Ben Stiller show skit Mm-mm. about the dandruff shampoo friend guy. But you know, it's it's Ben Stiller, and he's walking around with his buddy at like a farmer's market, and he keeps doing that thing where he pops up over his shoulder and he goes, "Uh oh, looks like you got dandruff." You know what she's? <laughs> gonna, it's gonna be dandruff. Oh, oh dandruff. You know, and, uh, and and so it was kind of a takeoff on in that time. There were a lot of dandruff shampoo commercials, and there was always that obnoxious friend who'd be like, "Uh oh, look out! There's dandruff." So that's kind of how she seemed to play. When we first met up with her, I was like, yeah. who is this woman? I thought they were going to hook up at the end. Like, I uh, thought they were setting her up as like a potential love interest for Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, yeah. He should He spends so much time there, but instead, no. he's too busy putting his mouth on food. Like, <laughs> it would have helped his character move on a little bit, too, at uh-huh. the end. Yeah. Because at the end, we're kind of stuck right where we were at the beginning. Except oh, yeah. there's, there's, there's been some breakthroughs with the relationship between him and Victor, uh-huh. but not really. I feel right. like that was really kind of... All wrapped up nicely in uh-huh. like a five minute scene. A little they, too much, and you could see. Oh, like, speaking of like seventies sitcoms, they get locked in a room together. Oh and yeah, then they're forced to like fight it out with bears with like stuffed animals because <laughs> it's it's funny. It's so funny. Well, it's funny, and it's also what happens when you can't afford a stunt coordinator uh-huh. to like do a real fight scene. Because if if this were Schwarzenegger and Sinbad again locked in a room, you know he would have been throwing them up against walls. or would have been an avalanche of stuffed animals around them. This is just like. <laughs> POV shots of Larry the Cable Guy smacking him with uh, stuffed animals. Uh-huh, and getting hit with stuffed animals. Yeah. Um, speaking of, how about like the way that they just horribly tried to recycle the scene with like the black market Santas? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they, they t- it was so bad. Like all they could afford was like so, one minor actor and a midget. So there's a lot of bad or, actors. Or a little person. A little person. I think that's what they prefer to be Sorry. called. It's 2015, Joe. Come on. Get Progressive. A Lilliputian. <laughs> I don't think that's an, that's an upgrade. <laughs> they don't like that? No, not at okay. all. Might as well call him a dwarf while you're at it. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Where was I going? The, uh, the Black Market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of bad actors in this movie, Joe. Of, uh, so many. There are so many. Uh, your like, star is one of them. Who is the casting director on this? Again, it's just a bu- somebody who's just like, okay, I got a bunch of friends. That's what makes it feel very... and. and uh, I, I know that not all of the talent exists in one place in the world. It's not right. all in L.A. It's not all in New York. Uh, you know, like you said, you can shoot your film in Louisiana. You can shoot it in Atlanta. You get some tax breaks. But and, you have to believe that there's at least some talented people. Yeah. Yes. You know. Unfortunately, they all move to L.A. or New York. <laughs> and what you're left with when you shoot are your the, film in are Canada, the, extra, the extras from Supernatural, the people who don't want to move, the people who like subdegree temperatures in the winter for yeah. six months. Yeah. Um, 
and who are just good enough to be on TV, but not quite good enough to yeah get an audience. And so, uh, but and when your star isn't all that great, you have to again, like the sidekick, you've got to support them with other actors who can who can pick up the load, carry the weight. And that's why these like, guys do that. Mater isn't the main character of the yeah. movie Cars. Yeah. You don't make Larry the Cable Guy your main character. I don't know who you owe a favor to that you put Larry the Cable Guy in the main starring role of your movie. You know, I'd be- but honestly, what they should have done instead of even hiring Larry the Cable Guy, get one of your popular wrestlers, WWE, get one of your popular wrestlers and throw them in this movie. Yeah, because you're doing just as good and you're you're not paying as much. Because God knows, oh Larry gosh. the Cable Guy probably costs more than you would. Expect if him he's to cost. selling out auditoriums and you're getting him for you know you're tying him up for three to four weeks to film this movie, oh. um, you can only imagine what that what that price tag is. Actually, the budget for this movie was only like five million dollars, really, or so they say, unless they were doing <laughs> your your uh, suspected laundering. They're laundering. They're laundering money. They're doing <laughs> the, the, the Uve Bowl, the Uve Bowl thing. That's why he makes so many bad video game movies. He's is that just, why he's laundering money for third world countries? Mm, I believe it. Yeah. So yeah. So a lot of bad extras, and and one of them is this toy store clerk who we revisit again oh. and again and again constantly. And the, you know this what? One store is the only place that exists. I get, yeah. Right. This movie's just like, like there's one reporter. Weird, a weird like retail version of Groundhog Day or the Truman Show or Lost or yes. something like where they can't leave this little ten mile. Radius. Um, yeah. That that totally makes this movie far more interesting. Hmm. If we find <laughs> out that this like this whole t- it's just purgatory for Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, he's actually dead. Yeah, he realized. Oh my god, it. that would be so much better. That would be great. <laughs> I wonder if you watch it again, thinking that if, <laughs> thinking it, changes, that if it changes how yeah. I feel about the movie. Noel isn't actually his daughter. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I bet like in the real world, mm. her name was L. And they call. Oh, they, there's no she, L. There's no She's L. She's nega L. She's ne- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, is that where you were going? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there's that Toy Story clerk, which I get the idea that if he were directed, if he were coached, um, he he'd be better in some things. Uh-huh. He's got some some talent. Uh, he's just not given much to do with. And then they kind of elevate him to villain status because yeah, he is the guy who's he's hoarding some uh, some of these Harrison dolls and selling them. And then the at cops midnight. like bust in the door. Like there's a, a comp- there's a raid on a warehouse, but there's only like it loses there's something. Two cops. It loses something when when it's just Larry the Cable Guy and his buddy and the guy from the store and a, and, a, and a little person. It loses something when the cops raid the joint. Other than like when it's a fucking army of yeah. bad Santas. Instead, it's like two security guys. Yeah. Again, no stunt coordinator. You're not going to get uh, uh, elves with nunchucks in this movie. Right. And then, and where was the editor? Like, where was the editing oh. on this movie? Oh my god, Joe. Are we going to go there? Because <laughs> I have extensive Please. notes about it's, the editing. The editing is so <laughs> horrible. There are some interesting choices that are made here. There's a lot of uh, radial wipes. Which anybody oh with a gosh, fucking yes. Mac yeah. and Final Cut Express knows how to use. Guys, don't do that. No. Please don't do that. There's a lot of uh, speed ramps, you know, where they'll take a... Obviously, there's some some jib shots where they maybe they weren't moving as fast. So the editor decided, oh, we're going to pick up the pace a little uh-huh. bit. We're going to 200 times this shot. Yeah. And it just kind of zooms the cable around. guy's getting sprayed with, like, white powder and yeah. stuff. And, and so everybody's he's running through a city street. And it looks like a fucking Benny Hill yep. skit because yep. everybody's in double time. What are some of the other things also they did? because Larry the Cable Guy obviously cannot run more than 10 feet. <laughs> oh, what are some of the other editing choices? No, I, it's I, I was holding tearing on my scenes. hair out. They would do stuff with people. They would hold on scenes. They would hold on a character. Yep. Way too long. Like there was uh, right after the scene where they get busted in the warehouse, where the cop shows up and he's got the bag full of bears and he's just holding it in front of them. And he's like, "Thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, they. It, it's a, it's a shame that da 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 da. Hey, you, you think we could have one of them bears? 
nope, got to keep them as evident. Like, and they just held it yes. on this one shot the entire time. There are a couple times they do that where, like, the blocking, like, if this scene were playing out in real life, we wouldn't all stop what we were doing and stand there until you delivered your line and then I delivered my line. We would continue our, our emotions, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you've directed people, you know. I don't know. What, what, what do you tell actors when they're... When they're in a scene, do you, do you give them a little motion? Are you doing yeah. the dishes here? Yeah, I, well, There's I'll do something that like here. that. If they can't find a little bit of business, I'll try to help them find some business. Yeah. If they can't figure out where they're coming from, even with like the simplest lines, I'll try to give them a little motivation. Hey, maybe you're thinking this. Maybe this is what's there affecting it. Because sometimes actors need that, even though it's their job to find that. You know, it's my job as the director to make sure that they're finding it. And if they're not getting what it is that I'm looking for, it's my job to make sure they they give me what I'm looking for. It's my job to make sure that I can skidoo and like fake them giving me what I'm looking for. Skidoo? Yeah, I, I see. Did you invent that? Everybody, everybody's like, what the, what the fuck is a skidoo? Well, I thought you were going like Kung Fu Panda on me. No, and that, that's what I do. I, yeah, right. yeah, I'm doing, I'm totally, it's just Jack Black. I got it from hearing Jack Black. He just says like, I'll skid, skidoo you up one of these. <laughs> and that's, that's where I got it from. I like it. Uh, so, you know, it's, you need to, and I've said this before, it's up to a director to even use a performer's weaknesses as a strength, you need to figure out what it is that they do and how can I use that to affect the scene. And you know, if someone isn't that good, mm-hmm. you find someone who's a little bit better or you find a way to cut around it. But just holding on a scene yes. for the entire time for two, three two minutes. Two people just standing there looking at each other. Just looking at each other. That's not doing it. No. Cut to it. Cut to it. Not a, how people talk. I mean, if anything, and I hate looking at his fat fucking sloppy <laughs> face but if anything cut to a fucking close-up of larry the cable guy reacting to the cop talking about i yeah. can't give it to you it's always a two oh, shot darn. Mm-hmm. but it's always yeah it's like it was like an episode of i love lucy yeah it's pretty bad um what did you think about uh the way this movie treats well first of all there's some some pratfalls within like the first 20 minutes larry the cable guy gets blown not necessarily up, but but out. Yeah, he, like two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within like the first twenty minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time he is a, he's in a Christmas vacation a la scene where he's yeah. plugging in his lights. He's trying to one up Victor. Victor, who's, who's got a mansion, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Larry the Cable Guy has a trailer. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta get enough lights to to go up against compete with Victor. And of course, everybody what? shows up for the lighting, and the wife has to mention, "Oh, this looks kind of dangerous. How much power you got going through there?" So he does that thing, you know. Where he, where he, I did like Claude's line where he's like, "That's a good idea to use this car battery." <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, he plugs in the last plug, and of course, sparks fly, and he goes flying back like fifty feet. And then bad CG smoke. Yep, there's 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 a few scenes where they do that. Uh-huh. Um, and then we cut to the shot of him, and he's kind of got like the Bugs Bunny blackface on, yeah. and his hair is all. Um, it's twenty. Well, 15 now. Yeah. Well, I guess 14 when they were making this, uh-huh. unless this movie was sitting in a can somewhere. No, no, for no. The no. They, they, they filmed it last year. Okay. Yeah, they produced it last year. Uh, don't you think we should be maybe educating our populace a little better about how electricity works? But you don't think that that's, that's enough education that Larry the Cable Guy uh, plugs something into a, a, a completely <laughs> made up apparatus that could never actually exist but, and gets blown But has back. the energy to propel him and his fat ass like 50 yards? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's okay. It's going to be okay. Okay, in the end, kids, don't worry. Play with electricity. That and when he and Santino Morello throw like a bunch of snow in the back of a trailer and then open it up. <laughs> That's and he the gets other just, time. He gets blown away by the amount of water. Water comes pouring out. That shit would have dripped out of that no, fucking trailer. No, that's not the way physics work. I don't <laughs> that's, understand. That's, that's not the way that it works. Um, what I want to do, Joel, is find... Let's have some fun. I want to... F- I got a feeling. I want to do... I want to find the family 
who watches this movie and is <laughs> and just absolutely it. loving it and like belly laughing from all the things that happen in it. I can help you. And I want to put them in a fucking camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm related to some of those people. <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. I want to put them on an island somewhere. Maybe <laughs> that's uh, maybe that maybe will go down a little easier. The island <laughs> instead of uh, a, a camp. Happy camps. It's a fun time. Happy camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, because people who are actually putting like honest money towards movies like this need to be stopped. You know, there's something to be said for some lowest common denominator. Oh, and and this is another note that I have. Um, because this movie, I I think this movie is being made with the intention that the majority of his audience still believes in Santa Claus. Did you oh, get yeah. that effect? Yeah, because they kept avoiding. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they kept avoiding the Santa thing. Anytime which there's I a Santa, that. That I do too. One of my notes I put down that I I dig what they were doing with that. Yeah, that they were protecting the the reputation. They were mm-hmm. re- they were protecting the mystique of Santa Claus. He goes to sit on a mall Santa's lap on at MC some point. Ganey. MC Ganey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? From fucking Lost. I know. Yeah. And, uh, and but there's always a little. Oh, I know you're not the real Santa. And blah blah yeah. blah. And then there's the whole scene where. He um, snatches Noel's uh, letter to Santa, and, and he's about to mail it in the mailbox. Santino Morella or Claude is like, "I know you're not going to read that. Yeah, this is my letter from <laughs> he's Santa." He's dropping off his out, letter, to right? a grown man, and I'm like, uh, "Okay." So I I dug that though. I can't. I I, I, dig I did what they too, were doing with, that. and that's what I'm saying. Like th- this is the type of movie that somebody's going to spend five dollars on, click that button on Amazon when the family's around, and it's not going to offend anybody. It might delight. Some of the younger people in the audience, uh-huh. maybe somebody with a sprinkling of Down syndrome, a little older, who, who <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be watching Interstellar, but they're going to be watching this right, and, and enjoying right. enjoying their time. So uh, I'll give it that. Um, it's not offensive. It's, no, it's just not entertaining. It, exactly, it's it's not entertaining. In the watch least. Home Alone again, folks. That's mm-hmm. that's family friendly and only curses a couple of times. There could have been a drinking game created for this movie. Oh yeah, what would the uh, cue be? The the <laughs> get me one of them bears. Oh, yes. He says the phrase, get me one of them bears. Seriously? So damn much. There's get me one of them bears. Every time he's shoveling some food into his mouth, (laughs) you take a drink. I mean, you'd be drunk within the first 40 minutes of this movie. That's a good one. Yeah. Not enough to make me pay for this again. No, no. But I might borrow yours uh, this time next year. Yeah, I'll I'll hook you up. Um, A toy shortage making like it becoming a major news story in this town. Do you, you see that happening? Small Something like town. that. Where, uh, like, investigative reporter. I know. Like, she's like, yeah. what do you say? Mr. Welling. I know. Uh, we've heard that, y- you know, da, da, da. I'm like, wait all a minute. A sudden, really? We're doing this expose on Christmas Eve? All the president's men all of a sudden. She's right? breaking out. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Lots of toilet humor. Yeah. As to be expected in uh-huh. a movie like this. Uh, but but they saved it towards the end, it seems like. Like, I didn't uh-huh. think they were going to go there. And then there's somebody gets hit in the nuts. And oh yeah. Then there's a, a, some. They I ran. Got, they I ran out. Bathroom joke. They, they ran out of. They ran out of gas yep. in this movie, and so decided to like just. We just need to swing for the fences. And also comparing it to the original, I uh, at least, and we debated about this last year when we talked about the, the classic jingle all the way, that there was the, the genesis for that script. Uh, was based in satire. Uh-huh. Like this is all about consumerism. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Finding the true meaning of Christmas, and uh-huh. it's not about you know these these objects. And I guess they do that a little bit at the end, but we don't get that until no. that last. Scene. No, we don't. We don't get it until the last five minutes of this movie. There's no there's no attempt at satire. Uh-uh. There's no attempt at making a statement it's about just a short sighted yeah. bad script about a, a stepfather and a father competing with one another. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's you know I. I I see this movie as a poor stepfather who's trying to do something good for his new stepdaughter, 
who suddenly starts to feel the pinch as his psychotic, his ex's psychotic, or his wife's psychotic ex is trying to like bring the pain. Yeah. And so now he's forced to extreme measures. I'm with you. I was I was sympathizing with that Victor character, the yeah. new, the new uh, stepdad. Uh huh. Until it turns out he's the guy hiring that he was the Welling. Grinch. That he was the Grinch. Yeah, Suddenly got, he became the Grinch. He's got his henchmen going out and buying up all the bears. Oh, and I'm like, well, that's crossing a line. It and, was... and it takes a good 15 minutes before anybody asks the obvious question to me, which is, you know, because he's going into these stores, there's lines yeah. out front. He's the first in line. They have 50 new bears, and then he buys he them buys all up. He buys them all up, and, and no finally, one sees him buy all the no, bears. No, I know, I know. They were right behind him in line. You, you'd be right up on that guy if, right. if, if it was between you and a Harrison bear. Um, and finally, later, the cable guy says, I'm like, don't you guys have a one sale per item? You know, yeah, one, one, item per, one item per person policy. Yeah. And he's like, first come, first serve. I was like, no, no that's not the that's way it not works. not the way it works. On, on the hot item toy for nope. this Christmas, like, they will, they there will are limit lotteries. You. They will limit you. Yes. No, that's So that's already true. unbelievable. I, I don't even know why they, they took that route. Do you have, uh, do you have any other, uh, anything else hmm. on this movie? Because I like how when they get locked together in the room at the very end, again, something that nobody thinks of. They don't think of the obvious. So they go through the whole fight, and they're talking about, you know, oh, I, I, she's my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And then they fight with bears. Uh-huh. And then they make up, and they're like, "All right, we got to get out of this room." And finally, Victor's like, "Oh, let me let me try my cell phone." <laughs> oh, that's not the first thing you try. We're in a metal building. Goddamn. Yeah. yeah no. 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 I absolutely agree with you. Like they didn't try their cell phones first, um, and then like you completely see the forklift in the background, and you're just waiting. Like, okay, when are they going to go ahead? And really, busting through the door is your only option. You couldn't have just used the forklift to like lift yeah, the door open. Exactly. Nope. You had to bust through it. Everything ends in violence in I a guess, WWE film. I guess so. Mm-hmm. But no, it was the 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 for a bad movie. The wrap up was just so insulting and bad. Uh, I I was at least hoping for something a little bit more creative. Well, and nobody really like Victor isn't really punished for. Basically, depriving an entire city of this hot item toy. No, he's around he's the Christmas let off season. The hook. He, he gets off the hook. I guess later the cable guy, but he doesn't really learn anything. Uh, he's out to buy his daughter's love, uh, and and he's not even doing it for his daughter. He's doing it so that he can look better uh-huh. than than the new uh, the new the new beau, the new husband. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the mom's just there. She's just there as the pretty trophy wife, I guess. Uh huh. I don't know if, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I found her attractive. Yeah, and sort of that she's the girl you marry, you know, mm-hmm. girl you take home to mama. And then she kind of looked like uh, what's who's the chick from John Carter? Yeah, no, I no, liked. no. She looked like Lynn Collins, right? Yeah, she looked like Lynn Collins. For All sure. about me, some Lynn Collins. Uh, I've got nothing else on this movie. Yeah, I think we've we've taken it to task. It's uh, it's it's shoddily made. Um, the editing, Ugh. so bad. Maybe no, some the, people the can overlook is... that, but I think I think even the layman would be annoyed by some uh-huh. of the editing choices. Remember when they're having that snowball fight? Victor's got that snow machine in the backyard. Yeah, and he and Noel are fighting back and forth, and it's it's got like a, a techno uh-huh. kind of beat. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's like a classic like, Christmas song yeah. done to some weird like techno beat. Yeah, and it's a bunch of like weird quick cuts, and then like the same footage kind of recycled yes, a couple of times. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are we stretching this 90 minute movie out? Let's Dude, just end who it. Who knows? But and you know what? Ironically, mm. that was one of the scenes where I was like, you know, I like this Victor guy. Right, I, like this I know. Guy. He's just he's just trying to do something nice. He, you know, I guess either you have to have been a stepchild and been the stepchild of someone who didn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least this guy wants to be in life. At least this guy wanted to be a positive mm-hmm. part of this girl's life, and so it's so hard for me to buy into the whole like uh, vilifying this character. I know. Well, and I was having flashbacks to the first one and the Phil Hartman character because th- that guy is 
kind of the Phil Hartman character of the first one. Phil Hartman's basically trying to take over, you know, talented Mr. Ripley style, uh-huh. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's life and wife and family. Right. Um, we don't really find out his nefarious uh, uh, plot, plot until the end. But um, the first half of the movie, I remember thinking, this guy's kind of a good guy. Like uh-huh. He's just helping out around the house. He's yeah. driving people. He's, do- he's, he's perfectly nice. Right. Um, yeah, I guess in the end, he's kind of creepy. But still, uh-huh. I remember thinking, like, she'd be, they, they would all be better off if they just dumped Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. She went with Phil Hartman. Yeah. And exa- uh, that's kind of the impression. Kind of the impression here, <laughs> too. Victor. So that's, that's the common theme. Yeah, is she moved the, up. The protagonist should, uh, should take a hike, and everybody would be much happier. Yep. Uh, Unfortunate. What did, what did this movie do right, Joel? Um... You know, we haven't really touched much on the little... That's a poor choice of words. We haven't touched much on this little girl. Uh, Noelle, the little eight-year-old, I guess you said, who plays her. She's kind of adorable. Uh, No? Okay, yes, but but I liked her in that Macaulay Culkin Home Alone sort of way. I totally recognize... Okay. Could have used some acting lessons. Uh But when she's singing Malikaliki Maka in the truck... That was was cute. That's so adorable. That's the first two minutes of the movie. Like, I know... know, (laughs) And then from that point on, it's I know, but anytime she's allowed to, you know, it's going to be the best Christmas ever. She's jumping around, Uh and she's so adorable. She's like the the real-world version of Agnes from Despicable Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's a fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I like that little girl. I think um, I don't know that she has a, a, a career. A she doesn't have quite a future in film. But, but you know, here she is, eight years old, doing scenes with Larry the Cable Guy and singing it up. And yeah, there's something about I don't know. I, I could have never. I think about where my head was as an eight year old, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to, to do what she did. So oh the little girl was cute. I guess. What about you? What'd you like? I don't know. Best thing. I don't know. No, I know it's I tough, really, right? I mean, like, I'm not trying to any do this the, for effect. I really don't know. Any of the side character? Any of the side actors? Um, There's the Toy Story clerk, not him. No. I, um, I, I think I liked that they tried to keep the magic of Santa alive. Yes. I respect that. <laughs> Going back to what we were talking about, I think that was fine. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's okay. Honestly, that's it. I feel like this film has very little redeeming quality to it at all. Yeah. What's the worst thing about it? The worst thing about this movie is the fact that it was made. <laughs> that it, it was, exists. Seriously, the fact that it exists. This movie, <laughs> it, it's it's got no direction at all. No. It has no idea where it's going from moment to moment until you get to that like 45, 50 minute mark. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly it's like got a direction. Like It almost feels like this movie was a Christmas episode of some sitcom. Yeah, right. And then they decided, you know what? Let's stretch this out. We could probably get 90 minutes out of this. And they just stretched it out. And that's how we got Jingle All the Way to. It, it did not It did not need to be this long. It didn't need to be a feature film. It yeah. could have just been like a TV special. You know what? This could have been a Larry the Cable yeah. Guy Christmas special. There you go. Half an hour. And you hour. had this small story about a guy kind of doing like a little bit of Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner thing between mm-hmm. him and the new stepdad yep. and kind of pepper it with some musical performances. There you go. Make it a variety, variety show. hour, yeah. And there you go. Get That's, the Osmonds in there. Been, it would have been way better Wrap it up. than what's going on here. The worst thing, honest, it's the writing, it's the directing, it's the acting in this film. Yep. Uh, you know, from... It's such a cop out, but <laughs> it's just the fact that this film exists. That it exists. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to peg it... Uh, narrow it down to uh, the director because yeah. yeah this is a schlock script it's it's a, it's a money grabs cash grab we're using the jingle all the na- all the way name even though it's very loosely based uh-huh. we've got Larry the cable guy which 
is nothing like if you're going to recast Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's about as far as you could get from right. an Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. type. And I think that was almost deliberate. That was probably yeah. deliberate. But so if you're given all these pieces as a director, there's a way you can still kind of make it entertaining. Like we said, you know, you can get some good performances. Maybe yeah. you can have sprinkle in some comedy. Uh, let, let the act play a little bit. Something funny. It just feels you so have awkward. Something funny happen because nothing funny happens. You know, th- there's so many little set pieces that they set up in this movie that they there. You almost feel like, wow, when they were on the set, I wonder if they really thought like, oh, this is gonna kill. <laughs> no, this yeah. is totally gonna kill. Yeah. Like eight, ten Santas trying to ride a mechanical bull to get a prize. Oh, that's, that's right. That's totally gonna kill. And then it doesn't. And then we see like Larry the Cable Guy's bare ass. Yeah, yeah. After his pants rip, and like that wasn't funny, and yeah, riding and the bull wasn't funny. Why did Claude have to do it with him? Like because that's such a throwaway. Two chances. I know, but how? What a what a, a it was specious just, argument. Yeah, exactly. It was just a cheap way to get this character to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that would have been interesting if he finds out in the course of the movie that he and his buddy Claude are both trying to get the the toy. Wow, well, that's a little bit more interesting. And then it's instead of it being Sinbad and Arnold, where it's two strangers, say. it's two best friends, mm-hmm. and we could have seen what happened between the relationship yeah. between these two characters. And then you have conflict when you've one of them conflict. gets it at the end. You've got relevant conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got that scene where he dresses up like a homeless man, yep. and then like falls for the little kid who wants the toy and gives nope. it, and then he chases him through yep. town. And, and like at no point did I feel I felt like. This is all so loosely connected, and it's all, you know, it's such an and-then movie. Yes. Where, and then, and then this happens, mm-hmm. and then this, it, that I was, God, I was so apathetic to what was going on in this film. And and even though I'm I'm not by any means rich, I found myself kind of offended at the us-against-them kind uh-huh. of mentality of yeah. the 99% versus the one, and Agreed. all rich people are evil, in fact, the bad guy ends up being, uh, you know, the guy with a lot of money. Uh-huh. Um, the world's a little more complicated and interesting like than that. And yeah. this movie had an opportunity to maybe break down some of those walls. Instead, it just built them even higher. Uh-huh. Agreed. Wow. Salient point, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of myself on that one. Uh, all right. Let's so, recast this motherfucker. Yes. If we were going to remake Jingle All the Way, the movie that was made just a year ago, <laughs> if we were to remake it now. It uh, hasn't even been available for a month yet, no, has it? No, no, no. Yeah. It came out. Well, no, it has. Uh, it came out the end of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So if you were going to remake this movie, Joel, how would you do it? Uh, do you want to pink? No, nope, I just want to hear what you have to <laughs> okay, say. Okay, here we go. So I recast six. <clears throat> six. Whoa. My balls are <laughs> Peter slowly <Brady>. dropping. <laughs> when it's time to change. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom. So Welling. Welling is the uh, the henchman that Victor hires to go and snatch up all of the the Harrison bears from all the stores. Uh-huh. He's just a guy in a trench coat and a suit, and uh, he's, he's basically mean throughout the entire thing. Uh, I should mention, my version of this is going to be dark comedy. Uh-huh. Uh not dark comedy like you know people are getting maimed I got but you. Uh, I got you. A, a little dark, a little Something more with an edge. edge. Something with an edge. Uh I like Bill Paxton in a role like this cuz uh-huh. he can kind of be a little menacing but he would be able to to make it comedic when when he gets his comeuppance. <laughs> when he gets turned into a piece of shit. At the end. <laughs> oh, by boy. the by the girl that Gary and Wyatt create in their computer. There you go. Bill Paxton. Uh, oh what's the line he says about uh, I can't remember. Stew a buttwad. You stewed buttwad. Um, the toy store clerk, uh-huh. who uh, we just think has a bit part, and then ends I don't up... think I, I don't think I recast him. Yeah, who? Uh, how about Edward Norton in that role? <laughs> oh my God, can't you see like a, a middle age to smoochy kind of thing? Very much yeah, so. Yeah. Um, Claude, the best friend of uh, the Larry the Cable Guy character. Uh, I'm not going for a look here. I'm just I just want to cast somebody who can hold their own, who can be a sidekick against the main uh, character. Steve Buscemi. 
It's one of my favorite okay. sidekick characters. We'll okay. get him in that role. Trish, which is the mother. The Ironically, kind of... I wrote a screenplay with a character based on Steve Buscemi, and his name was Claude. Was it really? Yes. Wow. I mean, that's totally Precious. uninteresting, but I was like, wow. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the Trish part, uh, which is the mother. Again, kind of a blank slate, but she's got to be kind of pretty and uh, you know sympathetic. Uh, Laura Linney. I like Laura Linney. Uh-huh. She hasn't had a lot of play recently. I feel like she was really big back in the... Congo. Well, yeah. Back in the Congo, and, and then she did that movie just recently with Bill Murray. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The, the, um, um, the Oscar award yeah, winning Hudson one. Hudson on... Uh, Jesus Christ. Hudson. Hyde Park on Hyde Hudson. Hyde Park, thank you. Hyde you Park go. on Hudson. Uh, Laura Linney in that role. Um, the Victor, who is the, the stepfather character. Uh, how about... We Welcome like, to the party, Victor. <laughs> we, you and I both like this actor. David Fichtner. Yes. Uh, if you, I love him. He's a great character he's actor. He's a great character actor. He needs to get elevated to A-list uh, if he hasn't already. Uh-huh. Um, he was in the new Ninja Turtles movie that just came out. He's, he's uh, in the Lone Ranger. He's in the Lone Ranger. He's in the first scene of Dark Knight. He's the guy, uh, the banker. who's You're like, all dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was also in Armageddon. Oh, he, yeah. He plays he's Captain, the astronaut. Captain Willie Sharp. That's right. Uh, and so the Victor character will be playing against... Not Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, I fucked it up. Not Larry the not, Cable Guy, not but Billy the Bob. editing bay. Not <laughs> editing bay. Twenty fifteen, everybody. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is going to be the uh, Larry the Cable Guy, kind of doing wow, a, a, a bad, bad Santa ish type role. Yeah. So obviously, you can tell from the casting went a little darker. Um, and who can do dark comedy like this? But uh, none other than Death to Smoochies director Danny DeVito. Nice. Also did Throw Mama from the Train. You uh, alluded whoa. to him earlier. I thought that was uh, I thought that was Jeff uh, Bobcat Goldthwait that directed Death to Smoochie. Oh, oh, my bad. Maybe he did. Maybe he produced it then. Yeah, okay. I think Devito produced it. But um, gosh, I kind of swore that show. Yeah, no, director. I thought it was Bobcat Goldthwait that directed it. Okay, somehow he's involved in that. Um, while you're looking that up, yeah, I'm gonna look that up now. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I went two different ways with the casting on this, mm-hmm. but I went with in both castings, I went with the same two as my male and female leads. Oh, um, straight up, I was like, you know what? This movie could totally be the Christmas episode of Eastbound and Down. Oh, great! Oh, it, could I know where you're going. it could absolutely be the Christmas episode <laughs> of that. It's where Larry is Danny McBride. Yes. Uh, Trish is Katie Mixon, the uh-huh. girl uh, that's in the show. Uh, Victor would definitely be the principal, the guy who is the principal in, at the school. Uh, Claude would obviously be the the music teacher who is Danny McBride's like best buddy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, no, the whole thing could be done as if it was an episode of Eastbound and Down. Who's the mother? the The mother would be is Katie Mixon. She she was the chick that he had a crush on in high school. Oh, okay. And then when he came back, like she could totally play that role. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you could just kind of fill the movie with with characters from the show, and it would be perfect. Give it that same sense of humor, and it's uh, like, uh, you know, like peekaboo, motherfuckers! Right. I found myself a Harrison bear. Oh, so you're going you know? R rated? Like huh? going R rated with that? That's how I would go with that, and I'd also go R rated with my other casting. Mm. Again, Danny McBride is Larry. Yeah. Uh, Katie Mixon is Trish okay. as Victor Paul Shear. Oh yeah, <laughs> they look they look they look alike. Maggie Elizabeth Banks, yes. the, the the waitress, love her. Uh, Welling, played by Adam Baldwin. <laughs> oh great! Oh my god! Totally has that, yes. that whole demeanor and stuff down. Claude, played by Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Noel, I didn't even recast scenes. because it's impossible I to recast thing, a little girl at eight years old. It's impossible to recast. I do like this that. every time we have a movie like this, Joe. I catch myself googling like you know young actresses that are hot, and, and then you like, like put on a list. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, <laughs> my Google history is. Uh, my my director on this would be David Dobkin, mm. who did Fred Claus. 
How was that movie? It's not bad. That's it's, the, not bad. Uh, it's not the best, but it's not bad. Paul Vince Giamatti, Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's about, you know, Vince Vaughn plays Santa's older brother who got passed over for the family business or whatever. And, yeah. You know, it's it's all right. It's a pretty decent little Christmas movie. All right. Um, all right. So what are your thoughts on on this film? Okay, hold Sorry, on. Sorry, just on. to follow up, uh, according to IMDb, Danny DeVito did direct. Danny DeVito did direct. Death to Smoochie. Okay, well, uh, was, was Bobcat Goldthwait involved in any way? Did he, he must write have, it? I think you're thinking of uh, what's the world's best dad or whatever that one's called with Robin Williams. I know. Uh, yeah, I knew it was a Robin Williams movie. All right. Okay. I mean, I, I no, that's that's good. It could I could be wrong. I thought Bob Goldthwait was involved in that. I, I thought he was too. Um, Is he in it? He doesn't have a part in it. Maybe that's it. Okay. Maybe he has a part in it. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about this movie or on our recastings, or if you have a, a suggestion for something for us to watch, you can go ahead and find us on Facebook and write us on our message boards. Just go to Facebook and uh, in the mess in the in the search bar. Go ahead and look for the editing bay. You're looking for the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Once you found us, uh, like us. And uh, and and shoot us a little greeting or something, and, and let us know what you think of the podcast. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It is editingbay.com. You can go there. You can find all of our past episodes. You can find a little bit more about the show. Ooh, a little bit more about the show. A little is bit what, about the show. <laughs> I've been watching Larry the Cable Guy too much. <laughs> Way too much. Just jumbled together. Just like marbles in their mouths in this movie. Exactly. Nobody enunciated. We've got. Uh, we used to have our Eddie. Actually, we still have Eddie Award stuff on there. I'm going to be fine. posting all the winners. If you guys haven't listened to last week's the Wieners. 2014 13 retrospect, uh, the Eddie Awards. Thanks, by the way, for everybody who voted. I don't know that I adequately uh, thanked all of our listeners for participating. Each one, one by one. <laughs> exactly. Should do it now. And you get a podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, check out the web uh, the website. Also, our Twitter handle is the Editing Bay at the Editing Bay. So you can follow us there. Uh, and yeah, that's all of our social cool. stuff. Isn't cool, 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 cool. If you um, if you download our podcast through the iTunes app. Please make sure you give us a like, uh, rate us, five stars preferably. Give us a little review. And sometimes we read reviews here on the show and give away free shirts and stuff. While you're on your iTunes app, download and listen to some of our other shows here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Yeah, We've man. got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. They talk about comic stuff, pop culture stuff. Jeff also helms the 8-Bit Gladiators mm-hmm. uh, along with, uh, with John and Jay. And they talk about video games and stuff. Sometimes on that channel, we've kind of taken it easy. Uh, Jeff and I will talk about old games that I try Ooh. to reconquer. Is that coming a back? Sh- little show called The Quest. Uh, I've decided that there's only basically two games because I've got like six Mega Man games, but we've already <laughs> talked about like Mega Man 1. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you could talk about all the different Zelda games because a lot of them are different. Mm-hmm. But Mega Man's kind of the same game, yeah. just different Very bad guys. much so. So I kind of don't have a whole lot. I've got. Uh, I've got the Super Nintendo Zelda that we could still talk about. I've got the... Um, the I've, Link to the Past? Yeah, Link to the Past. Yeah. We could talk about Link to the Past. But right now, I'm working on the game that I said I would never try to beat because it was the hardest game I've ever played. Uh-oh. Ghosts and, Go- and, Go- Ghost and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins, yeah. yeah. I knew that's where you were going to go. So that's what I'm working on. I let Jeff play a little bit of it the <laughs> other day, and he's like... Fuck this game. How many seconds? Like That's like riding a mechanical bull. That it, It's like, if you can make it eight seconds. It's so hard. And the thing is, you only get like a minute and a half to beat every level. Oh, is like, it timed? It's timed. I don't remember I it totally being I totally forgot that it was timed. Yeah, it's, it's timed. You've got a book. It's ridiculously hard. You've got a book, and it's ridiculously difficult. That's what I'm working on now. Wow. Uh, so, right. you know, so we talk about that stuff on the quest on, uh, on the 8-Bit Gladiators. And once I do that game... That's going to wrap it up, and maybe they'll carry on a, a new quest with somebody else. Nice. Uh, but my quest will be over. Uh, you can listen to Sports Talk. Lately, I've been hanging out with Danny yeah. and Matthew on the Most Valuable co- Podcast, 
The most valuable cod piece. <laughs> the most valuable cod piece. The most valuable podcast MVP. Uh, we yeah. talk about sports and focus on some uh, some wrestling, which I'm still watching on my phone here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we we enjoy you listening, especially here to the editing bay. Yeah, uh, where Jeff and I will talk about stuff on Afternoon Delight as well. Uh, I think I've covered everything. Thank you so much for listening, Joel. Do we have a movie set for next week? We do, Joe. Can we successfully put a, a nail in the coffin of uh, holiday movies holiday for 2014? Movies are de- well, unless you know we've got something for President's Day or Easter. Or no, whatever. no, no. But yeah, but j- just but, Christmas, but Christmas holiday. Just that holiday. Yeah, no, it's season. done. Okay, it's done. No more jingle all the ways. Uh, good. Well, I'm going to switch gears. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was, gonna... that's nice. That was a, a very, very apropos, Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, speed uh-huh. two. Cruise colon control. cruise control, <laughs> which um, you admitted to me, and I think I reciprocated. Neither of us have really seen this movie in one sitting. Nope. We saw it probably when it came out on cable <laughs> or DVD. Yes. Just little bits Not in and theaters, pieces. right? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, all I know is that uh, all the good things about the first one are not in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look forward to revisiting it. Maybe we'll we'll find something uh, redeemable about it. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next compared week. to what we watched this week. Yeah. There's definitely there's got to be something in Speed Two that we'll enjoy. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. We have been and will continue to be the editing bay. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.